2: Miami, 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 Miami
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Shark Carlo Navas. And with me today, here on our Twitch channel, where you can catch all our podcasts live. So if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify or anything, remember, we are live every show on twitch.tv slash MIA Heat Beat, including Hangover Time, which is our exclusive post game show here at Heat Beat, and the Miami Heat Game pregame show, which is 30 minutes before every tip-off. So make sure to catch all the stuff we have going on Twitch. With me on the bottom left is our producer and co-founder, Brian Gwitz. What's up, guys? Welcome to Hungover Time. <laughs> we'll, we'll give a little backstory of that in a second. Uh, on the bottom of the screen, we have the great Siobhan. Siobhan, welcome to the program. How are you?
2: What's up, G? I am uh, still recovering, but I'm good. You living? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Living? Uh, on the left of the screen here, right next to me, is my friend, the 2K coach, Frankie.
3: I need to <laughs> enter the health and safety protocols. <laughs>
1: Okay, so we got we to gotta clear some backstory for Chad and for our listeners who don't know what happened last night. Uh, on Hangover Time, our post-game show hosted by Alphonse Sidney, uh, a.k.a. Heat Twitter president, Alf. We had a, a bit of a game going. For every subscription uh, given to us in chat, so every Twitch sub, uh, the crew was going to take a shot. So that was Alf, Siobhan, Frankie, Moose, Tiffany, and Brass. And there were, you guys, by the way, shout out to Twitch chat, Shout out to our listeners! You guys came strong, nearly thirty subscriptions on the night, yeah. record setting. Out. Dog, you guys, you guys showed out. It was amazing. Uh, we appreciate that kind of support. We love you guys, and we want to do as best as we can for y'all. So uh, the crew here uh, killed their livers. Their livers were sacrificed for you guys. Like Siobhan, like that was intense. You guys, I saw the agony on your faces when was, there was, it was a when there was it's a here. What's up? Yeah.
2: It was intense. It wasn't a good idea from the beginning. I told Alpha it wasn't a good idea. I suggested doing the shifts. He said no. So we jumped out there, you know, gun ho, knocked back like the first eight, and then we had to yeah. make it audible. Like something had to give. But no, so, it was a great time. They did uh Twitch was great. You guys did awesome. Thank you.
1: Frankie, the best part for me was when people were like gifting. So like people were gifting five subs at a oh. time, and you're just like, oh no. <laughs> Alf extremely underestimated our fan base.
2: He did. I don't know what I did way. too. <laughs> Doug, I, I uh, listen. Chat, we,
4: I love we, you we, I think He wasn't expecting that many people to come watch a heat after that heat loss. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I
1: lost by 20. They got their ass kicked and you guys I came mean, out. We had
4: more traction and less subscriptions when we had like Sedano and Izzy on. So I, th- I think that was our like record
1: so far for yeah, stream. no that was a record that was a record night here on our twitch stream so but yeah I, I
4: watched the beginning part of that pod and i still haven't finished it because that's two hours long and that's a lot to watch <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get through it it's, it's gonna be a binge watch um but yeah i think i'll start off the whole thing with like two shots for every subscription i was like what are yeah, you doing it was a double
1: out? it was a double it was a double because
4: we, for, we, for and the then, tier
2: ones or
4: something yeah, yeah for tier one oh, so holy God. It was. It was I, yeah. I could understand it for like a tier two or above. What's no, we one, we I mean. started the show and had like four subs right away. Glass yeah. <laughs> was, <My> ass
2: was <laughs> popping in every thirteen seconds. Oh, shout out to so and so. We got another. <laughs> oh, someone gifted nineteen <laughs> tier one subs to whoever. Like it was great.
1: So like I'm watching uh, from the comfort of my couch, you know I'm sipping a gin and tonic. I'm not like pounding shots. And I was like, "Wow, what a great night for us! What a bad night for y'all! What a great night for us!" Like, <laughs> so uh, if you if that sounds fun to you, check out our post game show and our Twitch stuff. They're great. Alf is amazing, as as you know if you're familiar with Heatbeat. So yeah, the the we, last night, yeah, said burned, yeah chat, <laughs> chat absolutely burned the boat. Shout out to Chase Fitty, who's a sub. Um. So, Siobhan, I kind of want to get into some of the stuff that's plaguing this team. We're not going to go very long today. Uh, it's tough to to really kind of get people excited after kind of the most embarrassing loss that I can remember. I mean, probably since <laughs> probably since they got their ass kicked by the Knicks and the Nets back-to-back last season, has the loss not felt that embarrassing? But I kind of want to talk. So I want to go through a couple things. I, I want to start with Kendrick Nunn, and we're going to work our way around that, because there's a lot of conversation on Twitter and it's like, you guys are being too hard on Kendrick Nunn. Brian had a really funny tweet on the to account. And he's like, the only fluke last year was Kendrick Nunn was a functional basketball player, which is really funny. Uh, people, people like Shabat. people are mad at that. And they're like, this is not just Kendrick's fault. This is a bigger issue with the team. You guys are just kind of pounding on Kendrick. And like, at this point he's their probably their worst rotation player.
2: Yeah, no. And see, I don't, I don't know that that's entirely all the way true because maybe that would be true. If if he and all the team were just starting here at this point, Kendrick has been bad since the bubble. And I personally, I've been still holding out for Kendrick. Like I like Kendrick. I want him to get back on track. Um, And so, so maybe there was a little bit of, of commentary on him a little sooner than, than it should have. But I do think at this point it's, like, it's fair to say that he has, I don't know, like significantly kind of regressed, you know, not even gotten better, but just, I don't know if it's confidence. I don't know if it's, um, if he's still feeling some of the effects of COVID or what, but like, it's just, it's hard to watch. And it's, and I don't think it's being unfair sometimes or, you know, when done properly to, to point that out.
1: So, Uh, The one thing I always like to look at is how does a team perform when you're on the court? And then how do they look when you're off the court? And kind of how does that compare to your teammates? Right. Because at the end of the day, if you have a bad loss, everything's going to round out. Right. The Milwaukee game is going to really skew the numbers. But after a while, the math is going to even out because everyone except Goran really played that game. And Goran and Jimmy didn't play that game. So Kendrick Nunn is second in the team in net rating when he's on the court. So when Kendrick Nunn is on the court playing basketball, the Heat are being outscored by 24 points per 100 possessions. When Kendrick Nunn is not playing basketball, when Kendrick Nunn is not on the floor, when Kendrick Nunn is not near a basketball action, when he's on the bench, the Heat are about even. They're minus 0.2. So it's, it's basically even. So they're, they're playing about 500 basketball with him off the court. And when he's on the court, they're just devastatingly bad. And when I look at him, I think a guy that has had his mid-range jumper completely go away. I think that he's a fast player, but I don't think the Heat are playing with the same space they played last season. Their shooters are not hitting at an, other than Duncan, their shooters are not hitting at an elite rate. So he's not really able to use his quickness and burst to get to the rim and do some stuff. So he really has to rely on the mid-range game, which even before the bubble, I mean, if we look back to like February, end of January, that stuff really started to tail off hard. So he's a guy that is not able to get to the rim without space, and they don't have any help to get him there. And he's not hitting his pull-ups. He's barely functional as a three-point spot of shooter now. And on defense, Siobhan, hes a wreck. I mean, you look at any pick-and-roll action; he's getting destroyed on screens. He's not getting around. And Bam and Precious are constantly playing two-on-one, yeah. always.
2: Is he? Is he the worst net rating on the team?
1: Moe Harkless is.
2: Okay, so we, no Momo. We're not talking about him. <laughs> yeah, no. Who is? So who is the? Who was before Kendrick?
1: So um so like so it's it's KZ at a minus fourteen, but that's ten okay. whole points. and, right. and, and that's so, a and, and that's KZ's a only action came in that Bucks game before last night.
2: And that, and you said it like that's a big difference. Like even at the next worst being plus fourteen, you at plus twenty four, like it's bad. And so you know it's not just us or people you know unfairly critiquing or getting on him. No, the numbers are showing what they what they show. The eye test shows it. And if you want
1: to throw the numbers there, it shows it also. It's tough. And like I I I mean, I, I think I've been very public about how I feel about Kendrick Nunn, the person. But like Kendrick Nunn, the basketball player, I think had a lot of promise, Frankie kind of going into last season and everything. And like, you know, he had the, the really hot start in the preseason, didn't he have a 40 point game or whatever? And he looked really good. And I don't again, I don't we've talked a lot about Nunn over the years, so I don't want to I don't want to do another hit show on, on Kendrick Nunn or whatever. But I, I do think that there's kind of, you know. It, it's tough when you got to watch and play so many minutes. And part of that is, you know, they're injured, the COVID stuff, you know, and Gabe had foul trouble. So that kind of forced Eric's hand into playing him. But like Frankie, I just really feel like the idea of Kendrick Nunn as a rotational NBA player that at least for this season, I think that's behind us.
3: Yeah, he hasn't shown anything since the bubble, like Siobhan said, uh, that to lead you to believe anything uh, is, is coming back. He's he, at this point he's getting close. And it was even before the bubble, he was, he tailed off a lot. Um, he had that hot start. He was hitting, uh, threes at a high clip. He was hitting his mid range, pull up at a high clip. He was getting to the basket scoring, uh, playing off the ball really well. Um, and making, you know, making the, the okay reads, you know, not making plays, but he was making decent reads. Now he's not even doing that. He doesn't make plays for other people. He doesn't defend well. Um, it's like, if he's not scoring, he's not making plays for anybody. He's not, uh, he's, he's just hurting you. He's not defending. What does he bring to no, the table to, no, to no, improve no. the
1: team? You know? Yeah, like, so on pull-ups this year, he's shooting 35%. On catch and shoots, he's shooting 14%. That's, that's just not going to get it done. Wait, what was his catch and shoot? 14%. Oh, come on, man that's just not, that's not going to get it done. It's not. And the pull-up, you know, the pull-up was really his best weapon, Siobhan. Like, you know, when teams are dropping against him, you know, at least you can rely. okay, I'm going to get to that 18 footer and I'm going to rise up. And if you want to overplay me, I'm quick enough that I'm going to get to the cup. And that's just gone. Because they're like, dude, what do I care? 14% or
2: how many teams?
1: Uh, I don't have the aggregate. He's, he's okay. taking about like two a game. Yeah. I mean, I, I can mm-hmm. get that right now, but. Um, it's 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 not it's not yeah. good. So he's yeah. So he's taken yeah. fourteen pull ups, seven catch and shoots. Uh, he hasn't taken oh, a lot okay. of shots. He's taken thirty five shots this season. Um, okay. I mean, we so, we, can, we can probably track that back the last season, but yeah.
2: Yeah, like I'm you said, looking he, at some, he's
4: not. Go ahead, Ron. So, yeah, I'm, I was just looking at some of his month to month stats last season. Obviously, he had the hot start. He was shooting forty eight percent that first month of the season. Back twenty. Um, was a starter at point guard up until about March, he started to tail off and it looked like February was like, he was kind of coming back at least three point shooting wise. He was shooting 42.9% entering March. And then he tailed off when he came back out of the bubble in August, shooting 20%. And this season it's been tragically bad. Like I don't understand how bad you go from being like a competent NBA shooter to like below justice level bad. (laughs) Jesus Christ. He, he shot 14.3% in, in December. He's actually shooting 25% this month in January in three yeah. games.
3: That's not even just as bad. That's, that's Dwayne Wade, Josh Smith bad.
1: My goodness. He's, taking, he's still taking almost two attempts a game. So, like, if you look at his stats last season from, from basically the beginning of March till, till the end, I mean, he, he was shooting 32% on, on pull-ups, right? And 29% on catch and shoots. So like at the end of last season, Siobhan, off volume, right? So it's like we're in the 50s and, and 60s and, and field goal attempts going back to like the end of last season and, and the bubble and everything. So mm-hmm. it it's tough. It's tough. And I don't know. I don't know really know where they go from here with him. I think it, it's tough to look at Gabe as well. And we're going to get into some positives because there, there were some positives and there are some positives to this team. Yeah. Um Casey. Casey. I want to talk about the defense because we've talked a lot about none. I really just wanted to get that out there because I think people are saying that we're unfair to him. And I think that we've been adequately critical of his play. Yeah. Uh, hope he can get back to where he was. Obviously, that'll help the team a bunch. But, you know, the, the defense is the thing that I find interesting because I think the offense will eventually correct itself. I think that Tyler's not going to shoot this bad for so long. Jimmy hasn't barely played. That's another that's like it's kind of the other weird thing is that Jimmy has not really yeah. gotten to get into a rhythm especially with the new guys. So like, I, I kind of yeah. feel like if we're looking at their offense, it's kind of mood. The defensive stuff, I think is interesting because Frankie, so they've kind of retained the same style of defense, right? They're, they're really going to help off the corners. They're going to allow those corner threes they are going to drop and pick and roll for the most part. And that's going to invite pull up threes. You know, they're helping from the corners, So that, that kick out pass, you know, to the left and right corners are going to be available for teams. And it shows in the stats that so he'd allow the second most three point attempts in the league. And they're not playing at a really fast pace. Um, and their field goal attempts at the rim are second fewest. They're protecting the rim. They're not, they're building a wall. They're not allowing teams to get there. I think even though Bam is oftentimes up in that drop, you know they're really doing a good job of containing the ball penetration. The problem is is that the Goran Nunn, Tyler Duncan their man is always beating them. So that comes back into the situation where you know you have Precious and Bam. They're playing two on one. Right, and when they get a foot in the paint, then help has to come, and then that's where like your leaky three-point defense really comes into play. So, the Heat are kind of doing what the Bucks and the Raptors and like this, well, kind of the modern philosophy, kind of allow threes, protect the paint. We're kind of going back to like the two thousands, right, as opposed to you know defend the three-point line. I, we're back to the point of attack defense, and I, I just can't believe we're back here, Frankie.
3: Well, I mean, you're missing your two best perimeter players. That can't be overstated. Uh, uh, in Avery and, and Jimmy, um, I mean, you're forced to play the de- uh, zone defense against the Detroit Pistons. <laughs> like, uh, like it, it, it goes down to it. Does start with point of the attack? Absolutely, because you, if you can stop the ball, you can do, set up your defense however you want. But we can't contain. Uh, they, they get, the, they put pressure inside. If BAMP stops him, he, uh, the, whoever we're playing at the four is, is usually a small, and they're and and we're getting beat on the on the offensive glass and uh, consistently, they're getting more possessions out of that, and that's possessions in the paint, kickouts for for uh, corner threes, uh, for for wing threes, and rhythm threes, and that's all inside out, man. Inside out, that we all know. That's the that's what you're taught. Play basketball, you, inside, you drive and kick. You you grab the rebound. If you got, if it's too crowded inside, you kick it back out, reset it up, and that's that's a good look. You know, it's tough, man. If it when Goron uh, started in the bubble, you saw a different intensity from him on defense. He was capable as instead of a traffic cone, and that's yes, absolutely what we need. <laughs> Capable
1: but, instead of a traffic cone.
3: No, but it's true, man. It's, it it, it, Goran lost a huge step. That's a big reason why he went to the bench and why he, uh, you know, there were talks for, uh, about looking for a, a starting point guard to, to replace him. Um, you need two-way guys, man. They they don't they have three two-way guys on the roster right now, and in, in Avery, uh, Jimmy, and, and Bam. I'm forgetting somebody. And two of them aren't playing. And Bam is all by himself. And Bam also has to score. Bam has to rebound. Bam has to do everything for this team to be capable. And he's playing with Gabe Vincent, Kendrick Nunn, uh, and KZ Apollo, uh, like 30 minutes a game.
1: Like, <laughs> and I, I, I forgot who said it in the chat. It's like, it's Bam and a bunch of nobodies, right? It's like, it, it's, it's hard. And so, by the way, Jimmy and Brian, do you want to guess how many minutes Jimmy Butler and Avery Bradley have played together this season?
4: Gosh, if they played many minutes, it would have probably just came in that one Thunder game and like those first two quarters in the Pelicans game. So let's say like 40
1: most, they at most. 23 minutes together. That's amazing. And, and the Heat are great in those 23 minutes. They have plus 10 net rating. Their defensive rating is at 87. Uh, Their offensive mm-hmm. rating is booty, it's 97. But I, I think that, you know, your two best defensive wing, Siobhan, haven't played together yet. You're playing a lot of small guards, as we've talked about, that's kind of their Achilles heel. Their guards are small. Their guards can't rebound, other than Tyler, really, because Duncan's not doing it. So it's 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 tough, Shabon, for me to look at this team and make any sort of assessment, because despite them kind of having stretches of being healthy, it's kind of a mirage. And I don't really feel like we know who this team is.
2: I don't know, but I feel like you just made a lot of assessment there. And it all ties in and and, and goes back to the same things. And you're not wrong in, in what you're saying. We're not getting the production we were getting um offensively. And 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 the struggles that we're having defensively um, are being further highlighted because we can't score. So teams are getting more possessions. Like we said, uh offensive rebounds, like Frankie said to kick out three is a beautiful play. And we're just getting that you know, cracked over our skulls the whole time. Um, you know, you said we're small. We, we we are small and we have been small. And so I don't think that it's a mirage or that it's, um, you know, untrue to say. Like the issues that are with this team are very material and they're not, you know, some like they're not made up. And it's okay to, to address them. Um, me, you said, you know, you know, that we have three two way players. I I really and maybe um you know overselling. Um, I know we'll get into him. Uh, maybe I'm overselling KZ's uh the way that he was able to look against the Pistons, who you know are what they are. Um, but I just he just he feels different. He looks different. He feels more confident, more settled in himself. Even in his like nervous anxiousness, he still looks better and he solves if if he is who they clearly think that he is to have, you know, withheld him from trade talks, he's still here. Um, You know, all of those types of things. If, if he pans out and can be what it, it's clear that they hope that he can, I think he plugs some of those holes, but you you are right. You know, not having Jimmy, not having Avery um, shows its head, but that also highlights why we need better service or more serviceable other guys for when we do have those guys out, so we're not so, just relying on them to look like us,
1: I to love look what like you ourselves. Said. Sorry, I love what you said there about um, the. <coughs> Hello, you guys there?
2: Yeah, yeah, we're
1: here. Oh, everything froze! Everything froze! I was like, "What's <laughs> going on?" I was like, "Zoom, don't do this to me!" I was like, "Not now." <laughs> Listen, we need, we need, we need some sort of alternative, Brian. We got to get
4: on the Zoom alternative. I oh, the, I forget what it's called. But yeah, we'll get on it. This is great content. Yeah.
1: This is incredible content. Listen, we're producing <laughs> on the fly. Um, I lost my train of thought. I did. Oh, KZ. Uh, I love what you said about KZ because I do feel like that is kind of the secret sauce, the missing piece about all this because they, and like I was, so I'm in, we, the MHB account got invited to some, you know, he Twitter group chat. It's like in, it's a like huge, like a hundred people in there. And this morning they were talking about like wanting another big man. They want another center. Right. They're like our center rotation sucks and this and that. I'm like, why do we need another center? I go, they have a, they have probably one of the best center rotations in the league between Bam and precious. There's literally no drop off. Maybe the Sixers have a better center rotation because Dwight's really good and he's a vet or whatever, but like the heat have a really fucking good center rotation. So the idea of needing another big man, I I'm not like a big fan of because I think they want to play small. I don't anyway. think
4: rebounding's been an issue. Well, much of an issue. It's been an it issue. No, it's, it's been, it's an, been issue. an issue. It, it was issue. a
1: bigger it's, it's, last year than this year. I feel like it's pretty bad, and part of that's because Jimmy's not really there. Who's yeah, a good rebounder? Um, not that the biggest Jay issue has
4: has been turnovers, and I don't think that can be lightly noted. And then I was looking it's at a couple a stats lot. today, and and like they're one in five or one in six when they've given up 17 or 18 turnovers in a game. And that's, that's, that's really bad. Like you can't win games giving up. And a lot of those turnovers are like pick sixes, which noted yesterday in his press conference. And he was like, we probably lead the league and pick six turnovers. and He's probably right.
1: So yeah. I don't turnovers know, uh, have been an issue. The rebound. I mean, like even to Siobhan's point about like KZ, like being an answer. I mean, KZ, not that he's played a lot, you know, he's played a couple games. And uh, he's grabbing a rebound a game. <laughs> and he's playing, you know, 13 minutes. He's a big, right? He's a big dude with long arms. Like, you gotta, you kind of, you kind of gotta do better than that. And that's an issue. Like, they have, they have issues that are systemic and that are kind of really ingrained on their roster. And I'm, I'm not sure that they can fix it without a trade. Uh, last season, they managed to fix it. Andre's a year older. You know, Jimmy's a year older. Goran's a year older. Uh, the guards have not improved on defense whatsoever. Like not. Yeah, a lot.
4: I think we can safely say that Hero and Robinson have kind of stayed where they were defensively from
1: last year. I think Duncan's like Duncan's if Duncan's your weak better. link, that's fine. Yeah, Duncan's got better. If he's your Duncan's weak link, that's. And they can hide it in the playoffs. They do that kind of hard show and recover. You know, they're switching a ton. They switch off-ball stuff, right? So they they find ways to. Hide their bad defenders in the playoffs. You just can't do that in the regular season. And now. They're going to need to.
2: (laughs) But we got to get to the
4: playoffs. At this point, if you're starting both of them and we don't have.
0: I mean. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
4: Sucks because we don't really, we haven't really seen our full rotation for more than like a game and a half at best during the stretch. So like, it sucks because yeah, we're like we're like missing out on a lot of people because of the COVID protocols. We're missing out because Jimmy had that bum ankle for a while, and now Tyler's hurt with his neck injury. You kind of want to see the full team at strength, but like at this point, you need to start doing some different things on defense. Like two-three zone was interesting to see against the Pistons yesterday. It didn't really work that well. But you need to see some different things just because we're at the point where like this is a short and condensed NBA season and we don't have much more time to like experiment. We kind of have to find a rotation and kind of stick with
1: it. Look, no one's perfect. Even the best baseball player strikes out when the bases are loaded. The best golfer sometimes three putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's perfectly Okay. Go get started to save fifteen dollars on your first month of treatment. So I put a poll in, in Twitch chat. What's the Heat's bigger issue? Is it rebounding? Is it turnovers? I their their turnover issue is kind of weird because they're running a lot of offense through Tyler, and I think naturally that's going to yield turnovers. You're you're running your offense through a young guy, but. It's not really Tyler because Bam's turning the ball over a ton and they're all kind of doing it. It's, it's, I can't even look at the young point guard and say, yeah, this is, this is you guys. Uh, Tiffany, uh, Tiffany Meeks in chat says that you're at the mercy of personnel, which is true. And, and it, they kind of were last season as well until they kind of made the trade for Andre and, and Jay and everything. So this, they run a lot of the same stuff as last year. It's not working the same. The like one of the big things, Frankie, that I see too is so, like, last season, you know, when Duncan was on the floor, that he had a 116 offensive rating, right? And then this year, when Duncan's on the floor, they have like a 106 or 107 or something like that, which is good, but -hmm. it's not like league breaking, right? He's 110 this year. And then last year was like 116, 117. You have to be incredible on offense to justify playing these guys. Because you're getting torched on defense by the fucking Pistons. They suck. They suck. They're not good. They're the worst team in the league. And they ran all over you. They did whatever they wanted in pick and roll. They hunted your guys. And Jeremy Grant made you all look stupid. And. Yeah, they. Uh, I think
3: with uh, Duncan, I, I, it's also a lot. it. Um, he hit the ground running last season. Uh and, and that was that went for all, their whole starting lineup. You know, that was last year was one of the rare seasons in the Eric Spolster era that he didn't have to change the starting lineup uh for a non-injury reason uh until until the bubble. Um well, I mean justice originally, of course, but uh but but even with with uh but justice was once he found that lineup tweak with uh putting in Nunn and Duncan and when when J- and Jimmy pretty much came in. Right as justice got hurt, so it was like an you know six seven point forward for a six seven point forward. Um, But they they you know right off the right out of the gates, Myers was hitting shots, Duncan was hitting shots, Kendrick was hitting shots. So it masked a lot of the weaknesses because your your offense is so damn good from the get go, and that that helped it. Now nobody's hitting shots, so every besides Duncan. Uh, so Tyler's nine shots. We were one of the best three point shooting teams. Uh, and, and like a lot of the stuff that was effective for us, you know, the playing small isn't working right now. One of the reasons you want to play small is to spread the floor so you can run more offense, easier driving lanes, uh, and, and have the kickouts. But if you're turning the ball over, you're not getting rebounds. You're not playing faster. You know, it's not giving you anything. That's why uh, Spill ultimately went with Kelly, Uh, and that it's looked better. But you're still like your perimeter still isn't holding its own uh, to to help the team and and produce like you need them to.
1: They they have issues. So we're we're kind of running on time because we're not going very long today. I want to kind of give Chad a little shout out. AC3R6 says, "What about Bradley Robinson, Jimmy KZ, Bam starting?" Um, you know, with Precious Goron Ko off off the bench, that sounds good. I, I see yes. that
4: working. Yes. Wait, what was it again?
1: So it's uh, Jimmy KZ Bam starting lineup. Hero Ko Precious Goron off the bench. Bradley Robinson, yeah. Jimmy KZ Bam. Um, uh-huh. they haven't. Yeah, that lineup hasn't. I don't think that lineup has played a single minute. I could
3: Bra- like, So I think I think it was uh, Nakai has said that Bradley, Jimmy, and and Bam have played like seven minutes together.
1: Yes. Uh, That lineup, by the way, uh, has not played a single minute together. So, I I think that's the goal. I I think that their high end is is something like that. Um, The the, even the 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 four players, Duncan, Bam, Jimmy, um, Avery, have played three minutes together, and it's been good. But again, like you can't take much out of out of a three minute sample. So, they have. I, I think that they have enough to make the playoffs as a home seed. I think that the turnovers will correct themselves. These players are too good. They're kind of stupid mistakes. It's oftentimes I think they're trying a little too hard to be quick. I think they play a little rushed. I think mm. part of that is frustration with their defense because they're constantly playing from behind. When was the last time the Heat really played with the lead the whole time the OKC game and, and even the Wizards game? It was like they were fucking they were under siege every quarter. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Uh, and I don't think you can play. This team is like not an offensive juggernaut; they're not. So you can't play panicked on offense when your defense is bleeding. And I know that their defense has like the. I think the defensive rating has been better than the offensive rating in terms of kind of ranking or whatever. But it's it's looked bad, and I I think the the strategy is sound. It hasn't looked good. Chats just wants Victor Oladipo or Kyle Lowry or anybody. Mm-hmm. I have Clutch Adam. The The Raptors won yesterday, and he goes, not today. I'm not sending you the picture of Kyle Lowry today, uh, mocking me. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, there's going to be a lot of trade talks coming up. I just, you know, I want to do a little show today to kind of touch on some of the things that oh, have we'll gone do a, wrong. We'll way. do another
4: episode on some trade talk later on.
1: But I yeah, do think so there, is, there is something to
4: note that, like, I think the Heat would be be smart to go after a Depot and PJ Tucker when you both yeah. when you can trade for both of them in about a month. PJ uh,
1: I, I think Siobhan you're team PJ, right?
2: And yeah, I'm team PJ and Vic. Um I agree with what you said too like we're we're not an offensive a juggernaut. What does that look like in you know today's that's you know consistent I guess knockdown three point shooting if that's what we're gonna do. But that we we're built to to shoot threes or or nothing, right? like even our big men, Kelly Myers are still here for their ability to pick and pop right to space. and so when that's not happening, when that's not working, this is what you see. and so in lieu of of being um, you know this 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 brilliant offensive team, we just, we need some beef, right? I think you need you don't necessarily need a center, you don't necessarily need. That or or not even necessarily for rebounding purposes, but you do need size, right? I think Vic will is going to give you the tenaciousness at the point, but PJ is someone that gives you that barrel body, you know, a chest, just someone that that's not going to be pushed around. Jay wasn't big, but Jay was stocky, he was sturdy, which allowed him to play up. It's not like you know he was magically growing, you know, six inches. No, he just had the weight to be able to bang with guys. We don't have that weight, and, and we're seeing it in more ways than just amount and rebounds. Say, Siobhan, they're a little soft. Yeah. They're soft, yeah. We're soft-minded sometimes, but just, like, small also.
1: <laughs> small, soft, The like, it, it, it's, they don't, I, I call it, they don't play with edge. They, they have no edge. I think part of that is Jimmy's not on the floor, and he kind of gives some of that edge. I just, I don't think Bam's naturally that guy. I think yeah. that sometimes it comes out of him, but I just think his general baseline is not kind of edgy, right? Like Jimmy's yeah. always edgy. Jimmy's always No always, one
2: plays right? with any emotion. There's no visible emotion.
3: There's not. And there's no one that like uplifts the like brings yeah. that energy out of anybody.
4: You would think U D would be that guy. My man's forty Man. years old, but leave him alone. Man. No, but that there's but there was a good done enough. Yeah. Well, there was a good quote from Bam yesterday. Let me see if I could pull it up real quick, but he was talking about how like he he feels really bad about the start in terms of like how it looks on just the organization as a whole and their culture, how like they're not playing to their standards to their level of standards. You would think that they'd be starting off as not as hot as they did last year because obviously with all the in and out injuries and stuff, but like they're they're definitely not where they need to be in terms of where they want to be seating wise towards the end of the season, like they're not even a playoff team right now, so yeah. um. I can't find his quote, but uh, I'll, I'll just kind of like filibuster a little bit. I think uh, what Band's major mm-hmm. point was like he he notices that there's a lack of just like edge on the team. Like that's a problem. Oh, like shit. we haven't we 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 saw the team last year. They looked like they were hungry because they wanted to. They had a chip on their shoulder to prove that they belonged to the league at first. Because you had guys like Kendrick starting, guys you had Duncan starting, and then you had other guys like Myers, who you know for the most part in his career, Portland was basically. Uh, what are you doing right now? Just sitting on the bench cheering.
3: <laughs> Here it so, is. I got it. I got it for you. Uh, Bam says we didn't play to the Miami culture that we represent. We're built on the culture. The cultures take a bunch of guys counted out, overlooked and you figure it out right now. We're not doing it.
2: You think though, Brian, that they would have a larger chip coming off of the run that they just had and hearing all the bullshit over the summer about how they want exactly. a real team. So it doesn't make sense. And I think it kind of goes back a little bit. Um, Tiff made a point that you might just need to make a trade just to get some new blood in there, some new life, some new energy, because it looks lifeless unless Jimmy is on the floor.
1: So kind of a couple of things that Chad says. So Thirsty for More pandas, great name. Uh, Asked how long has this podcast been around? Uh, I'm very proud to say we've been around for eight years. This is our eighth season covering the league. Brian and I started this eight years ago. So, you know, we've uh, since time. So I'm very proud to answer that. Uh clutch Adam says UD's homie clutch Adam shout out to Clutch Adam Clutch Corner over there. Are five reasons. That's that's my homie. Uh clutch Adam says UD stop yelling at them. When you yeah, when UD doesn't believe it's like the parent, Siobhan, where like you know, you you've already fucked up so much, they don't even get mad anymore. They're just like, ah, oh, whatever.
2: Yeah, I'm not mad. I'm, I'm I'm just I'm disappointed, and it hurts yeah. even worse.
1: <laughs> it's just like, oh no, I don't want school called yeah. again, they're mad. Uh crab, crab photographer. Uh, <laughs> I love crab. <laughs> Uh, we need more beef because this team looks like vegetables. Um, I don't know what that means, but I feel like that's that's you know analysis. That that's analysis. Um, is, yeah, I mean, is that one of
4: those like five thirty eight stats? Vegetables? Like they have a Rafter stat, that mellow stat? That makes no sense. I
1: listen. There's too many stats. There's too many act. Listen, oh, I love numbers, and it's really
4: it crazy. makes
2: sense. <laughs> see, what <he laughs> yeah. thought, see what he did there.
1: Uh, I love crap. Yeah, so I mean, let, we'll see. We'll, we have a uh, we have oh, a lot more basketball. There's actually
4: play. a good point in here. Jay Nicho twenty said that Ud was quarantined for a week too, so he's hard to be a locker room presence when you're not even allowed in the locker room. <laughs>
1: That's, so yeah. That's so true. That's so true. He can't like zoom. You think UD's zooming them? UD, I mean, Ud zoomable with, with <laughs> well, COVID? Yeah. I
4: think there was a story just this past week that the NBA was like tinying the, the the amount of time that teams could be in the locker room for like ten minutes, and they have to wear their mask. Yeah. So, like, it's tough. what what can you even do in the locker besides change and, like, just, I don't know, listen to music for
1: 10 minutes? Let's remember that we are only 11 games into the season. 11. 11 games into this season. There's a lot. Out of those 11 games, they've been healthy for maybe three or four of them. There's a lot of basketball to be played. This team is coached by probably the best coach in the league, if not one or two. Um, They have a guy in Jimmy Butler who is not only a Hall of Famer, but a dude that played LeBron James basically to a push at the highest level of the sport. You have a rising superstar and bam, you have Pat Riley and Andy Ellisberg who have proven to you time and time again that they will figure it out. They are not going to just sit here and watch this team underachieve. I think you can trust them to make a move to do something. You have guys that have been improving. Uh, Tyler is a much improved player, maybe not in the ways we need, but. He's, there is a trajectory there, and they have assets that people are going to want. They have picks that they've hit on every fucking time since LeBron has left. So they're fine. They're going to be fine. I don't doubt that. I, I, I think we all need to kind of take a step back, look around the league, look at, look. I mean, like, you know, the fucking Knicks are doing well. It's not real. The Knicks aren't good. We know that. The Knicks are not going to finish with a better record than the Heat.
2: They got new blood. They have new life. They have beef. They got size. I wouldn't be, so, not maybe necessarily finished better than, than the heat, but I think their improvements are actual. Also, it
4: I seems agree. like the rest of the league's gotten better, but the, heat.
2: and it's true. <laughs> <laughs> and it's okay though. Um,
1: They'll be fine. They're going to be you know, fine. The Raptors sure th- didn't get better. Oh
4: okay. the, other, that.
2: <laughs> Two East teams <laughs> that barely
1: made any moves or two teams have gotten first. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Pascal's looking, you know, uh, okay, no, no, no. that wasn't that and... wasn't cute for you to start talking about him. I mean, I just that say just that those those look
4: like ago.